Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. You know, the Bible teaches us that there has been a spirit that has been at work in the world since ancient times, and it is that very spirit that directs how the world goes, directs where the world is going, and ultimately it is that spirit that will bring about the perfect environment for the Antichrist to rise to power. That spirit's called Mystery Babylon. And the great thing is we do not have to succumb to that spirit. We don't have to be a part of it. It has no power over us. And today we're going to be talking about mystery Babylon and global corruption because I want you to understand what there is out in the world. I want you to see where the world is, where the world's going, and how you can rise above that and live like an overcomer instead of living like somebody that's going under. Now I want you to know that this message and its entirety, and all of our message can be found at impactministries.com. We want you to use them. We want you to listen to them over and over again. They'll be a blessing and a help to your faith. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and I got a free download for you. I want to resolve your confusing questions about the second coming of Jesus. There are so many things that we are confused about that are unclear, and I've got a free message that's going to answer those questions. You know, we've already talked a little bit about the fact that Satan's one and only goal is to destroy all that God loves. There is no illusion in Satan's mind that he will ever overthrow God. There is no illusion that he will ever ascend once again to heaven. His only goal is to destroy what God loves. And so the thing that God loves first and foremost is his family, mankind. Man was created in the likeness and the image of God. Now, a lot of people say, well, if God loves us so much, why doesn't he just put a stop to all this? Why doesn't he just end all of this? Well, God gave man authority in planet Earth, and the truth is we should have ended it, and we didn't because we really, as a whole, the world has not trusted God. The world has used its authority to take us in a direction that is away from God. Even if it's talking about God, it has still used its authority to take us away from God because the majority of the world and even much of the church really does not trust that God is good. They don't trust that He's a good God. And so from the very beginning, iniquity has crept into the earth, and even the followers of God struggle with trusting, believing God's always good, and always trusting His character, always trusting His motives. And so many times, even God's own family ends up being a part of the destruction that plays right into this, right into the hands of the destroyer. Now, we talked about the fact that the Nephilim came. Uh, Genesis 6-4 talks about the Nephilim, and it points out that the Nephilim were not only there prior to the flood, but it also points out that afterward there were Nephilim, and we do have Nephilim or giants that show up after the flood. And I want you to realize, every now and then when I'll mention the Nephilim on this program, I'll get emails with people just saying, you know, this can't be, they weren't there after the flood. Well, I don't want to be insulting, but you just Number one, you're not understanding what the Bible says. I mean, who do you think Goliath was? He was a Nephilim. There were kings mentioned 
that rule over parts of the Middle East that were clearly Nephilim. And the Bible says they were, says they were giants. And so there were Nephilim after the flood, but they never gained the foothold that they had before the flood. But not only does the Bible tell us that there were Nephilim, we have overwhelming scientific proof that giants covered the face of the earth at one particular point in time. In fact, there have been over 1,500 newspaper articles in North America alone over the last 100 years that describe the discovery of giants, of the bones, the remains of giants. And in fact, most of the Indian burial grounds that have been made off limits so that nobody can research them, nobody can actually go and find out what's really in many of these ancient Indian mounds, they are in fact the burial grounds of Nephilim, not always the burial grounds of the Indians. Now you say, well, why in the world would it be covered up? Why would this not come out? Why would we not see this? Well, I want you to understand something. The proof of giants, or the remains of giants, proves that God's Word is true. I'm telling you, this nails down something that the whole world has denied, but there's evidence all over the world that there were giants here at one time, that there were all kinds of unusual beings and beasts and part man, part animal, and cannibalistic beasts and this sort of thing. So number one, it would prove the Bible if this information was actually allowed to be studied and researched. The second thing is, is the whole issue with giants and the whole history of giants would really destroy the theory of evolution as it has come to be taught. The theory of evolution is the hinge pin of atheism. The theory of evolution is the place where false science leaps off and attacks God, attacks the Word of God, and makes the Word of God look totally and utterly foolish. But the real truth is the Bible is absolutely accurate. You know, we may not always understand and interpret it properly, but I can tell you this, the Bible is always absolutely accurate. And science always at some times comes to realize the accuracy of God's Word. Now, when the Nephilim came, this was this offspring of these rebellious angels and the daughters of man, when they came, they began to introduce secret knowledge. Now, you got to realize, these were a spirit beings or angelic beings that had actually seen and witnessed many aspects of creation. They understood the knowledge of God that he used, the science, if you will, that he used to create the world. They understood the laws of the universe and how these laws worked. And this is why when they came, they taught secrets about metallurgy. They taught secrets about herbology. This is why even, you know, five, six thousand years ago, we have people doing brain operations in ancient Egypt. And in other parts of the world, we had technology and medicine, some of which cannot actually be duplicated to this very day. This is why they knew what precious metals to put value on that would be used. And so basically, the Nephilim brought all of this knowledge in, and really, they looked like the heroes of mankind. Kind. They looked like that they really were bringing the saving knowledge of the world to mankind. But remember, the Nephilim came and their ultimate goal was iniquity because iniquity always brings you to the place to say, I'll be a God to myself. I will decide what's good and evil. I'll decide what love is. I'll decide what justice is. I'll decide what's fair. And so these rebellious fallen angels actually took 
they took what was true. They took the knowledge of God, but they used it to cause man to reach unbiblical, unscriptural conclusions about God. Now, as I've shared with you in months gone by, uh, Lucifer is referred to as the light bearer because he brought he brought information to man. So he is the light bearer. So the Nephilim introduced this concept. Really, they introduced the occult into the world. Now, the, the occult basically just means secret or secret knowledge. And so from all the way back before the flood and then actually after the flood, beginning with Nimrod, we have had secret knowledge introduced into the world. And this is, again, geometry, algebra, laws of physics, all of these kinds of things that looked supernatural to an ancient world. And Lucifer was given credit for bringing these things into the world. And Lucifer was presented as the light bearer uh, who helped man break free from the tyranny of God. All secret societies are established on false Luciferian enlightenment. All Greek mysticism is based on this same information, the perversion of the knowledge of God. You know, the Greeks, they have what we call myths, you know, about Hercules and all of these different beings and these offspring of the gods. Well, in fact, this is really referring to Nephilim. Most of or many of these stories are are, even if they're exaggerated somewhat, they are about true beings that existed. And so much of what man came to believe about God thousands of years ago came through the concepts that were interjected into the world by the Nephilim. And it was through the Greek mysticism and the idea that you had to sacrifice to keep these angry gods from killing everybody. This is where the whole angry God doctrine crept into the world and ultimately was taken into the church because people didn't trust God's word. They didn't use God's word to establish how they were going to see God. They used this false information. And probably one of the most corrupt things that has happened is modern science has its roots in twisted Luciferian knowledge. And so even though much of modern science is very, very accurate and very, very true, it has some twists in it and it is fully committed to atheism. Modern science, because of the way it has seen the Word of God, modern science seeks to disprove God even though in fact that they can't. And in reality, a scientist who has not been brainwashed by the system knows in fact now that there was a beginning to the universe, that all of this had a starting place, and that this had to be initiated by some type of intelligence because really planet Earth was designed to bring forth life. Life didn't just happen. You know, scientists know this now, and even though many don't admit it, scientists know this. Everything about the world is totally based on exactly what God said. But there's a problem, and that problem is after the flood, a man by the name of Nimrod created and developed a nation called Babylon, out of which arose the spirit of mystery Babylon. We're going to talk about that when I come back. My new HCD series, Apocalypse, A Spiritual Guide to the Second Coming, is going to answer questions that you've probably had your whole life. It's going to bring peace and clarity to you about the second coming. It's going to teach you what Jesus said was important. Now, you know my CD series are always different than the book. So you want to get this. This is going to answer your questions. And we're going to Put your focus where it's supposed to be, not on the tribulation, not on the Antichrist, not on everything that's wrong, but on the second coming of Jesus and how you can prepare. 
The very first Antichrist that was introduced into the world was Nimrod. And I'm not going to go into all these details about Nimrod because, uh, number one, they're going to be in the series that you can get that accompanies this called Apocalypse, a spiritual guide for the preparation of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ or for the second coming of Jesus. Also, I have other series that are on impactministries.com where I talk about Nimrod and go into great detail about him and his history. But here's the key that you want to understand. Nimrod was a false Christ. He presented himself ultimately as the sun god that was to be the savior of the world in occult knowledge and occult doctrine. And in fact, it is very probable that Nimrod was the first pharaoh of Egypt. Nimrod established the ancient civilizations that we now know. And all of these ancient civilizations were based on the worship pretty much of the sun god and the moon goddess. And all of this came from Nimrod. And Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord. And what that means is being before the Lord, it means he put himself ahead of God and he was a hunter of men. He was not just a natural hunter. He was a hunter of men. And he forced men into subjection. He forced men into a governmental situation that alienated and rejected all knowledge of God and that killed and persecuted anyone who really sought to break free from his control. Now, Nimrod established Babylon, and out of Babylon came all of the ancient civilizations. And actually, out of those ancient civilizations came all of the nations that ultimately oppressed the nation of Israel. And it will be those nations that rise up again as the Antichrist nations whenever the tribulation emerges. But I want you to realize the birth of every false world religion began with Nimrod. And Mystery Babylon really is what the Bible calls the great harlot that brought about the seduction of all the nations in the world. Revelation 17, starting in verse 3, it tells about this harlot that was sitting on this beast that had seven heads and ten horns. And we know, according to the Word of God, that this harlot was Mystery Babylon, and that, in fact, Mystery Babylon is the mother of harlots and of all abominations in the earth, and she is drunk on the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. So it's talking about the blood of the ancient Israelites that worship God as well as the blood of Christians. Now, eventually, the beast, which is the Antichrist nations, eventually destroys the harlot, and the world economy collapses with it. So I want you to realize something. Up until the time that the beast overthrows the harlot, all the nations of the world and its leaders have to some degree been made to drink or been made drunk with the seduction and the power of wealth and riches and control as a result of the influence of Mystery Babylon. And they have justified killing and oppressing God's people from the beginning of time. They've justified this. And they consider themselves to be enlightened about Lucifer and God. And so what we have is starting with the death of Nimrod, you have the introduction of the occult. Now, the word occult simply means secret or secret information or secret organizations. From the time of ancient Egypt, ancient Babylon, Samaria, there have been occult groups that possess 
secret knowledge that they felt like would give them the power to overthrow God. And through these occult organizations, and many of them exist in America and Europe today, basically the nations of the world have been captured or captivated through the economic system. So very probably the roots of Mystery Babylon is not any one country, it's not any one nation, but it is groups of people, a pretty small group of people, that controls the finances of the entire world. Therefore, they indirectly control the nations of the world. And again, I go into this in great detail and explain this in my book, Apocalypse. And so through the occult influence, the wealth of the world is taken over. And through the wealth of the world, then kings and presidents and nations have to succumb to the influence, the control, the agreements of the of Mr. Babylon. You know, you look around and you see what's going on in the world and you think, why do governments make these bad deals? Why do they enter into these negotiations that are crazy? You know, the United States right now is in negotiations where basically we're giving we're not only negotiating with Iran about having the ability to build nuclear weapons, but we are paying them billions of dollars that are being released to them every time there's a meeting and ultimately to sign this agreement. And these billions of dollars are going into financing organizations that are anti-American, they're anti-Israel, they're anti-world, and they are pro-terrorist. And so basically we're financing this. And while we're financing this, these people are going home and having parties and saying, you know, a death to America and death to Israel. And they've made it clear that the destruction of Israel is not something that can go into the negotiating table. And so you look at this and you say, why are we putting money into the hands of one of the world's leading financiers of terrorism? Well, I got news for you. This stuff just doesn't happen. And this stuff doesn't happen because leaders of nations are ignorant because they don't know what goes on. This stuff happens because leaders of nations answer to other groups of people. And these groups of people can crush and destroy the economy of any nation at any time because they control the wealth of the world. And these organizations are occult organizations because they are secret and they believe they have secret knowledge and they believe that they will ultimately eradicate the nation of Israel. They will eradicate all Christianity so that there is no knowledge of God in planet earth. And then of course, the goal then is to bring about the ultimate destruction of planet earth. You know, we don't realize how important planet earth is to God. This is going to be God's eternal dwelling place. New Jerusalem is coming here to planet earth after the millennium. And we will dwell here on planet earth for eternity. So you got to realize Lucifer not only hates God's people, he hates planet earth. He hates what is taking place here. Uh, but I want you to realize all of this destruction, all of this opposing Christianity, all of this opposing God's morals and values, all of this is based on a strategy, and the strategy is called iniquity. And all of this iniquity, it comes from people who consider themselves enlightened. It comes from people who consider social justice to be uh, something that is more righteous than God's justice. It comes from people who consider uh, humanism to be more kind and loving and tolerant than God's love as is described in the Bible. This comes from people who hate God, who hate what God stands for. And then unfortunately, there are always the people down here who think they love God, but they embrace all of these things that oppose God. 
I want to tell you something. All the rulers of the world have been made drunk by the cup of Mystery Babylon. Now, Mystery Babylon is the basis of all iniquity, all human philosophies. It's a system built with accurate information to some degree, but this accurate information is used to lead people into all lies because remember, Satan is the father of all lies. So you realize that all governments, all religions, all corruption of the truth in churches and all twisting of the truth of the Word of God and the corrupt educational system, the scientific community, and of course, the economic community, all of this is driven by the great harlot. Now, the great dismay of the world is the fact that all of this is going to collapse. All of this is going to come to an end. You know, 1 John 2, 15 says, do not love the world, talking about the world system, or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, if you love the world system, if you love the world's philosophies, and you're calling it the love of God. You know, I hear people talking about their, the way they approach sin and try to understand sin, and they'll just say, well, well, you know what? If you walk in love, then sin doesn't matter. Man, I'll tell you something. Sin always matters because sin is what destroys people because the way God expressed how to live in integrity and honesty and morality and justice, this is the only way that actually works. This is the only way that love actually gets expressed. And the world is being destroyed because of iniquity, because we are rejecting God's morals, values, and standards. And so many people think it's the love of God. No, I'll tell you something. When you reject what God says for what the world says, it says that the love of the Father is not in you. It's not the love of Father driving you. Verse 16 goes on to say, for all that's in the world, everything that's in the world is based on the lust of the flesh. In other words, this passion to fulfill and gratify my literal fleshly desires. And then the lust of the eyes. And you know, Jesus talked about the eyes and our need for our eye to be single. How it's through our eyes that we give ourselves to mammon, to greed. We look out here and we see what we want to conquer. We see what we want to possess. And then the pride of life. It appeals to our ego to have this secret knowledge. It appeals to our ego to have what we call a revelation and enlightenment and to see things that other people don't know and see and to see things that aren't even in the Word of God. And it says that none of this is of the Father, but it is of the world. But verse 17 hits it. It says, the world is passing away and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. I want to tell you something. The whole world has staked their eternal claim on a lie as a means of feeding their own greed, their lust, and their ego. But this world system is passing away. It will be destroyed. It is a great false hope to those who embrace darkness and call it light. I got news for you. that This is why the world will go into such dismay when the Antichrist nations actually overthrow the great harlot. And next week we're going to go into that and you're going to understand it. But I'll be back in a few minutes with my mentoring moment. If these programs are a blessing and a help to you, we will invite you to join our World Changer family. We are taking the message of God's unconditional love to the entire world, and we are working together to reach one billion people with this gospel. This month, I am releasing my new book, Apocalypse, A Spiritual Guide to the Second Coming. Now, this book is over 300 pages, and I'm going to tell you something. It's not just going to answer questions about the second coming of the Lord Jesus. It's going to resolve your issues about how the world got where it is. Now, 
There's always in my books and in my CDs, there's always a lot of different information because there's things that are more effective when you're preaching and there's things that are more effective when you're writing. But I want to tell you something, the CD series and the book would be a great pair if you really want to get clear on what's going to be happening in the days to come, what Jesus wants us to do, how he wants us to prepare. And you know something? I want you to be sure and go to my website because we have a special offer for anyone who orders this book. And you're going to love it. You're going to get incredible benefit from it. But I want to tell you something. This is going to put your heart at peace, open your eyes, and you're going to be ready to meet the Lord Jesus. Now, we look at all this stuff that's gone in the world. And I'll tell you, when you read my book, Apocalypse, you're going to see the whole history of the world. You're going to see what happened from the rebellion of Lucifer all the way to the birth of the nation of Israel. You're going to see from the birth of the nation of Israel to the church age coming. You're going to see from the church age coming all the way to modern history. And then you're going to see from where we are in the world today all the way to the return of the Lord Jesus. Man, that's a lot of information. And I'll tell you, when you look at the past history of the world, it's easy just to get overwhelmed. So this is all bad. This is all negative. Well, the truth is, that's all past. That's all done. That's what got the world in this corrupt place that it's in right now. But I got news for you. We are going to see and do something that no other group of people in the history of the world has ever done. But it's got to start with this. And this is where the church is getting off the rails today. You know, number one, first and foremost, it's got to be in our absolute trust of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that in the tribulation, people overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, they love not their lives unto the death. I want to tell you something. That's where it all starts. Are you depending on the blood of the Lord Jesus to have washed you clean as your righteousness? Are you fully trusting of him? And you want to free yourself from all guilt, from all condemnation. I'm not saying live crazy and then try to send guilt away. I'm saying live godly, but when you fail, when you fall short, you send guilt away and you reconnect to God. You reconnect to an intimate relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, when all of this stuff is happening, the world is going crazy. And I'll tell you, when people are going to be committing suicide by the millions, and when you know people are already being murdered by the thousands or tens of thousands in the Middle East, all Christians are already being beheaded. We just don't know it yet. But I'll tell you something. In the midst of all of this, the Holy Spirit wants you to have a heart at peace. He wants you to have a heart that has no condemnation because Jesus is going to lead you through this in a way that you can't even imagine. You are going to hear and see the glory of God in ways that no other people have, and you can walk through this with absolute victory. So I want you to be ready because we've got more to share. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.